Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from Sacramento, California. Woke up quick at about noon. Featuring Damian Barling. Yes, I absolutely still love Russell Westbrook. So what? And Kenny Carraway. Sometimes you're really just vibing out. This is D-Lo and KC. I'm the streets voice out west. Legendary self-made progress. Last time that I checked. On ESPN 1320. <laughs> We'll take it. We'll take it. Matter of fact, let's hey, a win is a win. Let's go on. Let's on go now. about it right here. Yes, you know sir. The These uh, are the victory uh, rules. Uh, when the Sacramento yeah. Kings get a win, we like to beam with Young Zell. They do not know what Sacktown brings. Nope. Win on the low, that's a Sacktown thing. Yeah. Talking about us, it's a bounce out thing. Uh. Must they forgot we some Sacramento Kings. Hey. Swan going crazy, yeah, we back with it. We here. Northern Cali going crazy, one sack winning. Yeah, yeah. If you doubted us, then ain't no back spinning. This is real right here, ain't no catfishing. Uh, so tell me what you see now. See now. Coming down the lane off the rebound. Rebound. Uh, it's 916 now. Look towards the sky like the beam now. Tell them like the beam, like the... Light the, the beam, beam now. now. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> the man, Young Zell, right there. Light the beam available yes, on uh, iTunes. Downloads available on YouTube, wherever you get music from, man. You can find Light the Beam from our man, Young Zell, right there. The Sacramento Kings get a victory last night. We're going to talk all about it. We welcome you in here to the January 10th edition of D-Lo and KC. I'm Damian Barlow. Acknowledge me. He's Kenny Caraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. We're so happy that you are here with us. We're thankful that you're with us. We hope that you're safe. Uh, we hope that there is no tree in your living room uh, or on your car Please. or in your driveway or on your block. We hope your tree is upright in, in, in your yard. Uh, but I know we know that that's not the case for a lot of you. So uh, hopefully everyone is, is, is safe out there with, with minimal damage. We were talking before the show. I, I don't know how many more of these are coming. I don't know if there's another one coming tonight or tomorrow or uh, Christina Warner tweeted to us, um, but regardless, man, I can't remember. Uh, I I can't I can't remember anything like this. This is uh, crazy in this city before. I was watching our man uh, Abs one 
he, he's doing a, a tremendous job of just documenting his neighborhood. He's out in Midtown and mm-hmm. downtown, and, and man, it is, it's a mess. Some of the pictures Deuce had on his story over the weekend, mm. we're like, yo, that's an entire tree that ripped out of the ground, like the sights of, like, like the whole, like, Earth being lifted up man, because the tree man. went over, man. That, that is just—I've never seen anything like that. These here, these before. are 100, 120 year old trees. Yeah, that are done out of out of nowhere. I I think I saw something. You guys can correct me in the chat or whatever the case may be. But I think I saw like uh, over on Saturday they had winds as high as sixty eight miles per hour. Wow. I think they said seventy five miles per hour is, is hurricane status. Goodness gracious, man. Where where are we? I have no idea. I have no idea. Any chance Mother Nature is pissed off about the farm to fork thing? And she was like, oh, y'all don't want to be city of trees no more? Okay. Could be. Could be. I'm going to go get rid of these bitches then. Y'all don't want to be city of trees? Okay, I'll show you. Or Mother Nature's a Kings fan. Just got mad because they, they Could lost. Could be. Well, okay. Cause, well, cause right. right now, we're good. Well, Mother Nature, calm down. Because well, you see, Kings we're good right down. now. You know, well, there's no there's no elements going on right now. No. It's it's uh it's cloudy. It's comfortable. <laughs> Mother Nature, <laughs> Mother she Nature wanted to was, see the beam. Mother Nature was <laughs> doing Sacramento like Hal McRae, <laughs> throwing stuff around. <laughs> she was. Mother Nature was my man in court. <laughs> if you think I'm here to play with y'all, <laughs> it's a it's a crime that that soundbite isn't on this board. Yeah, I got I was thinking about that last night. I got something I got to just yeah. email to you. We 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 got to get we got to yeah. get that on here. Um, we're laughing through the pain. That's uh, what everybody, it is. Every, everybody, be safe. That's what uh, it is. And if Mother Nature is in fact the Kings fan, hopefully she'll settle down a little bit. As the beam was bright uh, last night, a monster night from Harrison Barnes. Mm, wait, what's that? That twelve oh four. That's right. Oh it's yeah, twelve oh four. You, you see where Harrison Barnes' name is written. Harrison Barnes' name is written in block one because yeah, he is not getting that 3 o'clock treatment. Harrison Barnes set the tone for the Sacramento Kings uh, last night. I think he was perfect for like his first like eight or nine shots. Mm-hmm. Um, Kings get the win last night, 136 to 111. Mm. Lots of different things to talk about there. Chemezi Metu uh, back from the dead and... None of my questions surround Shemezi Metu right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely none of them. They all surround Mike Brown because we've seen this before. We know what Shemezi is capable of. We've seen this before. My question is what happens next? I was listening to James's, uh, James posted a video, uh, you know, him and, and, you know, Chris Biederman and Sean Cunningham following the game talking to, talking to Shemezi Metu. I thought there were some, I thought there's some revealing things in there, some, some really interesting uh, remarks from Chimezi Metu. We'll play that sound for you uh, coming up here in, in 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 just a little bit. And the number that Mike Brown was so proud of, you'll hear from Mike Brown here shortly as well. 42 points in the paint. Yeah. I think they had 18 in the first quarter. Uh, they had 78 in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Lakers had 70. Mm-hmm. So that's a big win. Uh, for the Sacramento Kings, Bowl Bowl being out or not, that's yeah. a big win for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, man, there was a emphasis not only on um, defending in the paint, but also defending on the perimeter. Uh, that's where it all starts, you know. In my opinion, it all starts with you, what you do on the perimeter with your wings and your guards. And those guys had to take personal accountability and had to accept the challenge mm-hmm. last night of 
slowing down what had been going on for the past uh, few games at this point. Yeah, and they did. There, I think there was a timeout. There was an early Mike Brown timeout at like six to seven, mm-hmm. and felt like they centered in a little bit after that. And there was a play, the the Davion play. I think it was Davion on Palo, mm-hmm. where he ripped the ball away yep, from him, yep. hit hit Keegan for the three. I think that made it twenty four sixteen. The three. Made it twenty four sixteen. I thought that was the turning point. Yeah, I, I, as early as that is, I, I understand. I thought that was the point where the Kings were like, "Okay, we're hitting on all cylinders right now. We're doing some solid things defensively. We're doing what we need to do offensively." And I thought they got into a groove after that play from Davion and Keegan. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at this game as you know, we always hesitate to say that, and I'm gonna still. Um, I'm going to still go about it as if they're a good team, right? The Kings are a good team. That's how I, I frame them. They're a good team. They did exactly what they were supposed to do to the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic, they're not as good as the Sacramento Kings. And the Kings made sure it never got too close. They had a couple sketchy moments here and there where it got down to 11. I think at one point it got down to 6 or 8 or something like that. Um, but they took care of business. And that's what you wanted to see from this Kings team following a tough Lakers loss having this game at the house, handle these guys, man. And and they did that pretty much from about the point that you just talked about with Davion Mitchell with the steal on Paolo. Uh, Lead was his biggest, 31 in this game. 11 of 13 for Harrison Barnes, 6 of 7 from 3. Keegan Murray, 5 of 6 from 3. That three ball was falling. Franchise record, 23 made threes last night to go with the – 39 assists. Oh my gosh. From the Sacramento Kings last oh night. Oh my goodness. And let's check the Will Z stat here real quick. They won fast break points 13 to 8. Hey, 3 0. We really should. I, look, I'm not trying to take Mike Brown's job. I don't think he should be fired, but we should be on the staff somewhere because we tell you what you got to do. Yeah. 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 T- telling them what to do is one thing. I think they know what they have to do. This is the most confident Kings team in. A long, long time, mm-hmm. and that was so evident by Harrison Barnes, uh, who couldn't have been less impressed with his performance last night, and I don't think he could have been less impressed with uh, the team's performance last night because one of the first things he said, I don't know if he said this uh, with Drapes and Matt, but I know he said it at the podium. He was like, we we did what we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we executed the way we were supposed to do. And when we do that, this is the result. Yeah. Like that's what it boils down to. When we, when we, when we follow the game plan, when we execute the game plan that is put out there, this is, this is the result. So yeah. this, this is what it was supposed to be. We, we, we did exactly what we set out to do. And that really stood out to me when he said, we, we, we did exactly what we set out to do. Cause I don't think he was talking about winning. Obviously mm-hmm. that's, that's part of it, but, I think he's talking about moving the ball. I think he's talking about defending and guarding the paint, which has been an emphasis over the course of the last couple of games and was brought up. Malik Monk uh, at, at, at the table with Drapes and Matt mm-hmm. uh, brought up, you know, th- we knew we, we had to fix this. And 42 was the number everybody was talking about last night. Yeah. Look, man, they are capable. They are capable. They just have to execute. And as of late, they hadn't been executing 
in a way that was going to be like they would do it in spurts. Like I always say, they they would have those moments against Atlanta where they tighten up the defense and you know play poise and hit some big shots and, and get a win that way. They did the same thing against Utah the first time at Golden One Center. If they can do it consistently and get that ball moving around like you talk about with the assists, they can hit the three ball. Obviously, I'm not expecting 23 a night, but that's part of your fabric. And getting those stops that allows them to get out in transition and get those fast break opportunities. This is a dangerous team. This is a dangerous team. I think really the thing that's going to be you know a question for them is if they're going to be able to stay locked in night in and night out to execute. They have the ability. They have the components. Can they lock in every single night and execute what they need to do out there on the basketball floor? Because if they can, I once again, I said ask me next week how I feel about this team. Mm-hmm. Currently, this is a this is a, a dangerous team. They just hadn't put it all together all the time. But I think they're a dangerous team. I um I have this fear that I'm not gonna enjoy the team for the next couple of for the next week. Uh oh. I'll explain why. Oh my gosh. I know, I know. I'll explain why. And it has nothing to do with winning or losing. Like, but I, well, I mean, I mean, it does obviously, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll, I'll explain because I, I, you know, the game, and I kind of felt, I, I felt like I was Harrison Barnes last night. If you saw the Harrison Barnes post game, you know what I'm talking about. Harrison, Harrison, remember the the still shot we were using from one of James' <laughs> videos? That was Harrison last night, and that's how I felt. It was like, all right, like, okay, yeah, like, like you, and, and then I look ahead, and it's like Houston, Houston, San Antonio. Am I going to enjoy any of this? Because I feel like they should win. This is they're playing a ten-win team tomorrow night. Yeah, you're going to enjoy it. Okay, you're going to enjoy it. It's well, like we'll, it's we'll like t- me. We'll talk more about it's it. It's like me going to uh, seeing the Niners go up against the Cardinals. Yeah, you enjoy it. You're not ecstatic about it. You're not going crazy, but you're like, let's go. That's how you handle business. Y'all got Cliff Kingsbury fired, man. Well. He's got a nice house. Gotta beat house. that dude so bad. He does. He does have a nice, a nice house. house, and uh, he's going to get paid for several more oh, years. So sure. he's he's just fine. He, he might go to Amazon Prime. He ain't starving. <laughs> he ain't starving. Well, that's why that's why Sean McVay is rethinking his life right now. <laughs> he's like, man, if they 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 need a young, good looking dude, they might go to Cliff Kingsbury. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa! Make that call. Cliff might go back to hey, college. Jeff. Actually, be the king of some college campus. And if Amazon offers that money, you can go take that oh, Amazon yeah. money. Yeah, I love coaching as much as anybody, but. At least give me a couple of years of that Amazon deal. Just a couple. <laughs> uh, we'll come back. We'll talk more about Chimezi Metu. Uh, we'll talk about my thoughts on Mike Brown. We'll hear uh, from Mike Brown as well. And more importantly, you'll hear from Chimezi Metu. Uh, Chimezi Metu Report. said some interesting things uh, last night that I'm anxious for you to hear if you didn't. We're just getting started. Coach David Patrick is going to join us. I'm not quite sure when. I'm going to get that ironed out here during the commercial break. Akashana Varitan is going to be with us. Uh, and Jason Jones, J Street Vibes, new episode out now. He'll be with us in the final hour here on Sacramento Sports Leader. We're just getting started. It's Dilo and KC on ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Oh, that familiar music. Yeah, man. A couple of quick notes here. Akash out of a right thing coming up at 2 o'clock. Coach David Patrick will join us following Sac State's practice. Uh, what a wild game they had against Eastern Washington over the weekend. Uh, oh, Coach man. will be with us uh, coming up at 2.20. Anxious to get his thoughts on that. They're practicing through their normal time slot. Normally the coach is with us in the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, but they're getting in some practice probably. Like this is how we're going to avoid getting down by 25 <laughs> points. Uh, and having to claw our way back into it, they took the lead with nine seconds left. What a what a that, that was wild. That was a that wild was an absolutely game. wild watch. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk with Coach David Patrick. Uh, hopefully, they're having a good practice, uh, and he's in a good mood when he when he joins us. If not, uh, we'll just find something still, that makes him laugh. Still two and one in the uh, in the Big Sky. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I mean, they've and they've all been. I mean, not as dramatic as being down 25 mm-hmm. and, and coming back and taking the lead with nine seconds left or, or, or tying the game with nine seconds left before ultimately losing. But they've been like that. Yeah. They've been nailed by they, – they, they had a stretch like the Kings had where it was two-point wins, one-point win, right. one-point win. They, they had a stretch just like that. Uh, so, again, we'll call, talk to Coach David Patrick coming up uh, at 2.20. Uh, plenty of things we want to talk about. Uh, in regard to last night's game, but Come on, a dub is a dub. It's a dub, man. Come on, man. Hey, I don't care who it was, who it was against. If it was against the the the, the Milwaukee Bucks or the Orlando Magic or the Blind Sisters of the Poor, mm, I don't cool. care. Yeah. All I know is the beam was lit last night because the Kings win 136-111 over the Magic. 40, drop the beat. Yeah, look, I'm back. It's been too long. You know the vibes. 21, can you do something for me? Let's get it. Yeah. X Factor L Boogie blasting in the condo. There for me, there for me. But now you're not, though. It's crazy. Not a player, but she fine as Sensei. Gotta find a tune team now. Carlos Correa. 136 on everything, had to have it. Shout out Freeport, welcome back into the fabric. Losing this one would have been Bronson like tragic. But Harrison 6'3, shrugging shoulders at the magic. Said Harrison 6'3, shrugging shoulders at magic. Whose game is it? It's Michael Jordan's game. Yeah. The Kings got that okay. They had to handle business against the magic. Else I would have been pissed. Yeah, yeah. Hey, wouldn't the shoulder shrug line have gone better with Chemezi? Like, I know you're referencing the Jordan deal yeah. with Harrison, 
But didn't Shemezi do the? No, he did. You know, he, I'm, he, I'm flexing on. I, I'm getting him off. Is my that shoulders. what he? Well, he was doing it weird. Like yeah, he was doing it like repeatedly. Yeah, that's how they do it. You know, when they just, you know, it's like, um, like he too was too buff, and they gotta adjust their jacket. It's like, uh, all right. Harrison hit six threes in a game. Michael like Jordan hit six threes and a half. It was the craziest. Remember thing when you'll that was a lot? See in life. Remember when Jordan <laughs> hitting six threes and a half was a lot? <laughs> the craziest thing you'll ever see in life. Michael Jordan hit six threes in the first half. Ah! <laughs> That's a slow quarter for for, for like Kevin Clay Herter. Thompson and <laughs> let alone the Splash Brothers. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Whose game is it? It's Michael Jordan's game. Did you see that look? <laughs> he looked at as you, if he can't, as can't if believe it. He can't believe it. I love that call. I love that call. I, I appreciate the Carlos Correa reference, too. We'll get to that story. Got to find a new team now like Carlos Correa. Well, he, he ain't got I don't know what team, team he's he, on. I really don't know. He's on, like, two teams right now. He's not. He's actually on no teams. Uh, the latest report is he's signing with Minnesota. Of course, he has to pass the physical first, and that seems to have been a hurdle uh, this offseason. The deal is seven years shorter uh, than it was about a month ago, but okay. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a be- it's a it's a it's a better per year deal though. Yeah, it's uh, this is a deal these guys should be taking. Well, I'm not going to tell them not to take like three. This is a deal that the the Major League Baseball should. This is should be the norm. Yeah, if you've got a player you want a lot. This should be it. Doing yeah. the, the the thirteen year that's that's dumb. That's really ridiculous. Six years, two hundred. All right. And, and like I said, I want to be like, this is the one they should be taking. I don't want to say that because if you got $300 million on the table, you take $300 million. But this this one makes more sense to me where you you have six years, you get 150, 170, and then you're like 30, 31, mm-hmm. and go get another five, six-year deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This one makes sense to me. But the, the people were asking me um, – do I need to apologize to Farhan? And all? No, this is actually worse. Because the fact that he's taking this deal, you could have went back to the table and done this. Are you sure? To make a phone call. Well, Maybe they say no. Maybe they say no. Make a phone call, Farhan. But he goes, ah, we're, we're done. Well, we're not doing this. Do you know that they didn't? He said after after the Mets thing fell apart, like he was like, we're out. Like, we're not going back. Okay. <laughs> and now these dude signed a $150 million deal. Six years. You was worried about the years and the money before. Now that's taken care of. I thought it was two hundred. I don't, see. I mean, I'm seeing conflicting things. Okay. I'm I'm hearing, and I don't were know there who's incentives right. Incentives in it, and it wasn't. Well, so, no, well, not even that. But I'm hearing this was as of two hours ago. Okay. Michael Marino. The Mets. Oh, this. The, oh, okay. No, no. You're right. The Mets had offered before he signed with the Twins or pending sign with the Twins. Yeah. They'd offer six years, one fifty-seven. Okay, so the, he signed for the, six years. I think it's six two hundred. That's why I was like, yeah, "This yeah, is yeah. a this is a better." That's a hell of a deal. It's a this is a better per year deal than anything he had on the table before. Yeah, uh, it's obviously it's it's a hundred some one hundred and sixty million less. Right, but it's also six years less. No, that's a that's a hell of a deal. For, it's money yeah. the dude's probably not going to spend anyways. At least I hope he doesn't. <laughs> right. Um, I'm telling you, and, what, and once he's perfectly fine, six years from now, he's gonna get another deal. Yeah. If 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 
if I mean, he had a hell of a time getting this one. Of course, this deal is not final. <laughs> it's absolutely not. The tweet should be <laughs> when only when the deal is final, because there is all this Jeff Passan breaking. Carlos Correa signs with the Minnesota Twins, six years, two hundred million, pending physical. Oh jeez, that physical gets you every time. <laughs> the, the, the note should just be all right. We might we have some Carlos Correa news. We're not going to report it till the dude passes the physical. That damn physical gets you every time. Well, no, normally it's a formality. This is the first time I can remember the damn physical. Well, getting it'll anybody. get him every time. It'll, it'll 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 get Carlos. Um, we saw the reemergence of uh, Chemezi Metu uh, last night in the lineup and uh the great media crew you'll hear uh james ham here you'll hear chris biederman i think you'll hear sean cunningham as well uh talk to chemezi in the locker room last night i think there's a couple of revealing things here uh that i'd like you to hear here's freeport following last night's king's victory yeah i mean uh it is tough at times but i mean i've been doing it for five years now so uh i don't want to say i'm used to it but yeah at this point i mean i kind of it's almost expected, so I, I, I don't know what to do in order to keep myself ready. Did tonight even kind of, not surprise, but impress you a little bit and just the way you were able to knock off, you know, come right in and have that impact immediately? No, I mean, I know what I can do. I know what I'm capable of, so it's just a matter of just going out there and doing it. Rebounding seems to be one of the biggest things that Mike is looking for from that position. How important is it for you to figure that one out, like, right from the moment you step on the court? Yeah, I think it's really important. I think just collectively as a group, we need to do a better job of rebounding, especially when uh, Domas isn't in the game. Um, and that's something he's kind of been telling everybody, not just you know the, the bigs, but also trying to get the guards to come in and get more rebounds as well. Um, I think tonight we did a good job of that. We just need to keep, uh, keep doing it uh, together as a group. What was that conversation like with Mike, and did he kind of express to you why you weren't, why you had gotten sat in the first place? Uh, a little bit, but I mean, where's he going? Keep that between me and him. Did you did you know you were going to be coming in tonight like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, can you explain the shoulder roll that celebrates you? Just a little, just a little something, man. So, so, so we'll leave it there. Uh, shout out to Brendan Nunez because that was the question that stood out to me the most. Was he's had a conversation with Mike Brown about why he wasn't playing? Mm-hmm. And shout out to Sean Cunningham for the follow-up. This is what you were talking about yesterday. Uh, did he know he was going in today? And he did. Mm-hmm. This wasn't Mike looking at the bench, figuring out who's going to get me a spark, who's going to give me a spark. This was Mike. This was a <laughs> use the term, premeditated. Mm-hmm. This was a plan that he had in place for this game. Whether that plan went in before the late, whether this was the plan for a week, whether it was something in the scout, whether it was something the the, uh, scouting coach brought to him, whatever it was, Chemezi knew going into tonight's game he was playing. He knew why he hasn't been playing. We saw the performance he had last night. That's not new, and that's why I said to you at the start, what Chemezi did yesterday was was fantastic. I'm, I'm unmoved by it because I can see that from him. He does deserve a ton of credit for being ready. Mm-hmm. He does deserve a ton of credit for you know getting out there and, and, and making the most of that opportunity. But I guess the question is, did he make the most of his opportunity? What happens tomorrow? Is he going to get the opportunity to go back out there and do it again? Is he going to get the opportunity to establish his footing into this rotation, did he do the things that Mike Brown was adamant he has to do? He says he knows why he hasn't been playing because coach told him. Mm-hmm. Did he eliminate those things last night? We see the lobs. 
some of the putbacks, the effort, the and one. We saw all of that. Is that what Mike wanted from him? Hell, um, you know, he allegedly look. The man caught lobs, got buckets, uh, played enough defense to get the DPOG. Mm-hmm. You know, got rebounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he don't play on Wednesday. Well, hey, <laughs> hey. He played offense and defense. What do you want? <laughs> Remember um, KZ Akpala yeah, gets, but, gets but the chain he, and we don't see him. Yeah, but he, he didn't play offense <laughs> as he did offense and defense. If he don't play on Wednesday, I, what more do you want yeah, from me? I, I, I don't. And, and, and that's, that's, that's a great question. Yeah. You go back to, I think you pointed out the Chicago game. Mm-hmm. And we followed. I think that was Chemezi's five of five game. Mm-hmm. Namias Kate had the same thing. And then there was a slow. Uh oh, something must have went wrong the next game. Oh, something definitely went wrong because the game after that was bad. Oh, two games later, he, he's, he's gone. Yeah. So I I think um, yesterday we talked about how like uh, you know, coach Coach Brown. You know, maybe I said maybe you should sit down and be like, hey, don't worry about it. You're going to play the next few games, get an opportunity to do this. Even if he doesn't say that to him um, specifically, I feel like coach and the staff, you know, internally should be like, hey, you know, we're going to give give this guy, whether it's KZ and Metu or Terrence Davis as well, we're going to give them, you know, five games. I thought Terrence made the most of his. Time out there. It was, you know, the the game was in hand. Guys mm-hmm. like, T, you know, TD got out there. Rashawn got out there. PJ got out there. He got a he got a little run with the Kings. Um, there there was one particular play where it was just Terrence Davis hustle. Mm-hmm. The the one the the clinching the record breaking that was three. the Delhi three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was perfect. Yeah. It was like all right, work, and he he busted his ass on that play. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's what I don't I don't I don't think Terrence Davis's effort has ever been brought into question. But looking at the way he played last night, hell, even Rashawn for the you know couple minutes he was out there, but really Chemezi being the you know the main guy. Yeah. I, I I gotta wonder if those if Mike had those conversations with those guys, not just Chemezi by the way, but with all of them. Yeah, and, and you know what? With um, with I think everything. From what I can tell, I, I don't know, but from everything that I've I've seen uh, and heard, everything was handled correctly by by both parties. You know, um, Chemezi said he had a conversation with Mike Brown um, to figure out what's going on. That's what you would if, if Chemezi was my little brother, or you know, if I'm older and he's my son, mm-hmm. I'd be like, hey man, you gotta have you gotta sit down and have a conversation with him and figure out what you got to do to get on the court. You know what? Why aren't you playing? It's it's not a, you know, you you come at him a, a certain way, you know, with a certain level of respect for who he is. We say, hey, coach, you know what? I, I want to be out there. Like, why am I not playing? What do I need to do to get out on the court? Jamezi said that uh, conversation happened. Uh, completely respect and agree. That's between them. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be for our consumption. Mm-hmm. And after the game, uh, Mike Brown talked about how. Um, both Metu and Rashawn Holmes have been professionals through all this, and he made that known. He made that's something you make public to to the media and to the public. You say, "Hey, man, I know it's rough for these guys, but they've been they've been pros. They've been ready. Uh, there hasn't been any pouting or anything like that." You put them in good light if you're you're a coach. So um, 
I think everybody involved is is, is handling that uh, in, in a really, you know, good way, professional way. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. I, again, I'm just really anxious to uh, to see uh, what this leads to against Houston on Wednesday, uh, and then again on Friday, and just what this means uh, for this team moving forward. Uh, they built a big first half lead. Uh, they never, you know, they 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 never really let it slip away. Um, that was probably the exact type of performance they needed. Again, they were up by as many as thirty-one. By the way, official stat line uh, for Chemezi Metu last night: uh, fourteen minutes, five of eight uh, from the field, uh, nine rebounds mm. uh, for Chemezi Metu and eleven points. It's good stuff, man. It's very good. It's good stuff. That that's uh, what you want to see from him. He may not always get. The eleven points or anything like that he may not even get as high as nine rebounds, but I mean he he has the ability to to rebound relatively well. You know, I, I could see him anywhere between five and eight rebounds. Um, I don't want to say per game, but you know, like he has the ability to get that when he's out there. He he he's, he has the athleticism. Um, he's got the the leaping ability and the, and the size to be able to at least come in and rebound. Maybe that's what. Um, Mike Brown, you know, one of the things he was talking about with him. Yeah. Like, I want you to be a better rebounder. We need to rebound. Yeah, they won the rebounding battle yesterday, 48-41. to 41. Um, Chemezi, in his 14 minutes, had the second most rebounds, only two, obviously. Uh, Demonte Sabonis. Does it uh, again. Who had another double-double in his 31 minutes. And I, that's probably a story in and of itself because that way that game went, uh, Domas was able to play 31 minutes. Uh, De'Aaron Fox was able to play 28 minutes uh, last night, mm-hmm. and that's been unusual uh, for this team. It's why mm-hmm. having a game like this every once in a while is important. Sure, it feels good for the fans. Sure, it's fun to chant light the beam with you know six minutes left in the game or whatever the case may yeah. be. But you know, it, long term wise, it gets these guys off of a stretch where they were playing 40 minutes a night or close to. Uh, 40 minutes a night. Uh, the fact that De'Aaron was able to play 28 minutes, Domas was able to play 31, and the fact that Domas was able to grab a, another double-double in in a, in a streak that real talk just might not end. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. It, it just, like, when is he, he going to get uh, under 10 rebounds? Like, like <laughs> it, 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 Domas' stat line in the first quarter, and I don't, I don't even know this is his full first quarter stats. I could actually pull those up, but I know they flashed him on the – on the screen, and it was like nine, five, and four, <laughs> yeah. and that was in the first quarter. It was like, when is when is this dude not going to finish? For the half, I think he finished eleven, six, and six in the first half. So <laughs> he, he he's always more than halfway there, halfway through the first, game. First quarter, I I, I juxtaposed nine, four rebounds, and five assists in the first quarter. Got, when, and he, by the way, he had eight assists last night. Yeah, almost another triple double. When you let him play, this is what we were wondering earlier in the season when he was always in foul trouble. When you let him play, mm. he's a dominant force out there. Mm-hmm. He absolutely is. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that double double streak is going to end. Eighteen point seven, twelve point four, six point eight. Those are his numbers. That double double streak, when it ends, is going to feel like when uh, Joe DiMaggio didn't get a hit. <laughs> That's what it's going to feel like. What? Oh, it's it's going to be like Jason Jones in the front row of WrestleMania Thirty. 
the awkward call from Michael Cole. The streak is over. Once again, he knew, right? He didn't. He didn't know. No, Michael Cole didn't know. That's why he paused. That's a weird. He said the streak. Weird call. The only person who knew the re- the the way the story is told, the referee was told in the ring. Wow. And I can't imagine how terrifying it was for him. Why? Like, did I get? Did I hear that right? Like, he. he <laughs> I, I think. I think. I think they. I think the way it was. The only. The only people who knew were obviously those. Those three. The referee. Yeah. Uh, and then like Hunter and Sean knew. They can't do that to him. That that is to who to the ref. Oh, the, isn't, isn't that Be terrifying? Like, Yo, did I hear that yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What if I, <laughs> bro? And I think the way they told him was. I don't know that they told him like the actual finish, like third F five, uh-huh. but I think they told him count, count, you know, in, count in the, the three. Ear they told him no. Who told Paul him? told him in the ring. Again, he's making he's made his entrance for his big WrestleMania moment where he's refereeing Brock Lesnar and Undertaker, <laughs> and Paul Heyman gets out there and says, "Hey, pal." This 20, because remember, Taker didn't wrestle at every WrestleMania. Yeah. So this was like a 26-year streak. Count not, you know, counting the, the years that he missed. 25, 26-year streak. Hey, count the, count the three. And I'm sure he's in his ear like, hey, uh, Paul just, hey, what, the, is, what, it, what, what is yeah, happening? I need confirmation. Is, is Brock shooting on The Undertaker? Like, what the hell is going on? As a matter of fact, that's, somebody, that's, uh, Brock or Undertaker, knock me out so I can <laughs> talk to these guys. Uh, did you hear what he just said? <laughs> Run into the turnbuckle into, into me real quick so I can be out for five minutes. Oh, man. That's, that's going to be I, did, I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. he did, he, when he found that out. That's, yeah. That's a trip. That's yeah, a trip. that's that's it. And Taker tells the story when he arrived that day, mm-hmm. he was he was going over. The streak was continuing; nothing was changing. Mm-hmm. And at some point, from the morning till the entrance, he was told Brock's going to win. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Okay, it's like why?" And Vince told him, "He was like, okay, I get it." What was the why? You just thought it was time? No, they were setting up. This was all about Roman Reigns. Wow. It was all about Roman. They wanted Brock to beat Taker, which he did. And then, if you remember, that was the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That summer is the Suplex City beatdown of John oh, Cena. Oh, that's an all-timer. So, <laughs> the hell so remember... <laughs> Daniel got hurt. Brian got hurt mm-hmm. it, between WrestleMania and, and and SummerSlam, and Daniel Bryan got the uh, you know gave up the title. Cena wound up getting it. The role John Cena played was Daniel Bryan's. Daniel Bryan was going to get destroyed on something. He was going to be Kofi Kingston. He was just going to get destroyed, and it was going to be over. Brock was going to have the belt. He was going to be this unbeatable monster, and then Roman was going to be the guy who stepped in and slayed him. They built all of that except WrestleMania 31, Santa Clara, Levi Stadium. Everyone hated Roman Reigns. So the way that they got out of it was the cash-in, the Seth Rollins cash-in. They didn't okay. want to put the belt on Roman because they didn't think the crowd would would respond. They didn't want Brock to go over on Roman because they thought that would ruin the r- ruin the mystique of yeah. it. So they brought Seth out to steal it. I'm going to I'm I'm just wait, two, I'm gonna wait a minute and a half because I got more questions. I'm going to wait a minute and a half. Demontis Sabonis. 
He's never. He's that never, would be the that that would the, the whole point and all of that would be that's what it will be like when no, Demonte's bonus is. I absolutely ends. will be like that when because uh, <laughs> I just don't see how it happens. No, this guy's getting ten rebounds as soon as he uh, gets called out by Scott Moke. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's <laughs> true. Announcer Scott here's Domas Oh, there's his tenth rebound <laughs> right there, right here before the pyro is. Smoke has gone away. Did you see? Speaking of streaks, though, did you see the sellout streak ended last night? I did, and understandably, yeah, for sure, yeah understandably. Like it's a. I don't. Uh, this uh, is a terrible pun. I was going to say, perfect situation uh, between the the rain and the conditions we have, and the Orlando Magic. Like, yeah, it's, it's totally understandable, and the fact that like the sellout streak ended, but there was like what sixteen thousand and some yeah. change. Yeah, that's all right. That's okay. Fox and uh, Rise. The Foxes, um, they gave away 24. She had a tweet earlier saying, I got 24 pairs of tickets, mm. or 24 tickets. I'm going to be giving them out as pairs oh, very throughout nice. the night. So that seems to be their thing, man. That's pretty dope. That's terrific. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, there's another player who came off the bench last night who deserves a ton of credit because we didn't see him versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Um, plenty more to dive into uh, regarding this Kings game, including, uh, I mean, the trade deadline is inching closer. The rumors are getting louder. We'll talk about it here on Sacramento Sports Leader. See them with KC on ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Hey, I got something I wanted to ask you here on D-Lo and KC. I got to find it, though. Give me, Give me two seconds. I gotta find it. I saw something over the weekend, and I was, I was like, "Oh, this is, this is some good stuff." You know, we'll get back to the Kings in just a second. You know, this is, this is not Kings related, but we're getting right back to the Kings. I can't wait for the chef to tweet that Sean McVay is leaving the Rams. That is so he's ridiculously gone. evident that that's he's happening. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. He, he is so. He is super gone. He is gone. Who? What happens first? Sean McVay announces he's leaving. Aaron Donald announces his retirement. Or Matt Stafford just says, I can't do this anymore. McVay's leaving. First? He's going to be okay. first. Yeah. And then it's all going to fall down. And then they're going to get Well, I think it's all falling down because Aaron Donald ascent, retired in his brain last year. I'm, I'm just glad he didn't get hurt. Because usually in those situations, like when you're gone, yeah. you need to you just need to call it quits. I remember yeah. Tony Gonzalez was having that issue. Uh, well, the criminal did too. Criminal didn't miss a game for what? Two decades? Right. Then he's, he's, he does the off and on thing, comes back from Minnesota the last year and gets annihilated. Yeah. That was, that was right after he, you know, threw an interception to keep them from going to the Super Bowl. Which time? <laughs> the last time. Oh. The most important time. What he the, said. That's, that's at least the fourth time. He said, this is the NFC Championship game. This ain't Detroit. <laughs> this ain't Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> was that the game? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. He threw a pick. Oh, and, that's right. We had the field, sound. Oh, that's so good. He threw a pick and field goal range in oh, the NFC so Championship funny. game. Oh, I hate to, to see it. Hate to, hate to see, it. see it. Um. Wait a minute. Now that I think about it, no, no, it was Alex Smith. I was about to say, was that bounty gate? But that was like one that they, they said, oh, there probably was a bounty gate here. Like that's what the general public would say because they beat the hell out of Brett Favre. They kicked his ass, mm. the Saints did. Mm-hmm. And after the whole Bounty Gate thing came out, they were like, yo, looking back, they probably had a Bounty Gate on on Brett Favre too. Now, yeah, well, 
Wasn't that wasn't 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 the wasn't Bounty Gates surrounded? What wasn't that centered around Brett Favre? It was around the um the Alex Smith the playoff game against the Niners. Okay. So Bounty Gate was the playoff game against the Niners with Alex Smith, and he was like take his head off, yeah, and all this other stuff. Okay. And then after you know they were found guilty of that or whatever, people went back. Then they were like, man, looking back at how they beat the hell out of Brett Favre. They probably had a bounty gate in that game too, but it was never like formally investigated or nothing like that. Okay, but that's what had happened. But real quick, just a little tidbit. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what the most watched season of The Wire is? Man, don't say season <laughs> number two. <laughs> the way the question is phrased, you know it is season number two. Three point seven one million viewers per episode. Well, that but that doesn't. Okay, that's fine. That doesn't. I and you. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the wire grew in popularity. By the way, what sparked this? I just saw it. It was random. Oh, it was, uh, it was like a. So like this is going to be a hell of a transition on your part. I can't wait to hear no, how no, this goes. This was standalone. This was standalone. Aaron Donald's going to go work on the docks. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like the wire grew in popularity like either after it ended or as it was ending. I don't feel I don't remember the wire being super big as it was happening. No, it wasn't. It was definitely after, but all, it all, it does kind of make sense like when you see this, right? So season Well, it one, does make sense given what the wire season 2 was. Well, well No wonder more people well, were watching. Well, look, this is but when you see this it all kind of come together, right? So season 1 was 3.37, season 2 was 3.71. Season 3 was 1.49. Mm. Season two turned everyone season, off. That's what I'm saying. Season four was 1.53 and season five was 0.89. Doc's ruined it. But that makes sense. So, like, people are watching The Wire the first thing. Like, the show's great. This is dope. Yeah, people. And they get ready. Yeah, people were watching. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> they get ready for season two. And everybody watching season two and like, this sucks. Why the I'm hell is there? The an, why the hell is there another version of Sopranos on? Like, what the hell is this for? <laughs> like, I'm done with The Wire. And you know, then that's what happens with season three. You notice they work mob ties into Canaan uh, also. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They got to lighten some. Got to lighten some of you the shows to. up. Got, hey, these shows are getting popular. We got to lighten them up a little bit. I'm just hoping they don't do it to BMF. I haven't started yet. I, I, I haven't the first started. Last night. It's, okay. It is what it is. It is what it is. I like it. Okay. Yeah. All right. A lot lies in the. Bed. I haven't watched the doc either. There's a doc. I didn't watch the doc. Uh, there's a doc on Showtime I, I, or whatever, Stars, whatever yeah, the network is. It's on yeah. there. I, I didn't watch the doc. Yet. I've seen the doc on BMF before, and it's it's like the money numbers they throw around for what they were like. Crazy. insane. Uh, but I didn't see the, the Stars one yet. But, um, yeah, that was uh, my random fact of the day. Here's another random note for you. I think you'll like it. Uh, rumors are Knicks want two first rounders, for, or excuse me, want two second rounders. Dump that and just start all over. Okay. Rumors are Knicks want two second rounders mm. for Cam Reddish. I mean, the Kings should should take a look. Don't they have a bunch of second rounders? If if, if yeah. I think they should take a look. If and this was a great question by Jesse. If if the if it's two second rounders, if that's the the asking price for Cam, mm-hmm. Mason Plumley, or Mo Bamba, I mean Mason Plumley, Mason Plumley fits what you what you need 
easier. Well, I mean, Mo Bamba in theory does too, but he doesn't play. So Mason fits what you need more than the other two. So that would be that would be the first choice. Mitch Kupchak is horrible at what he does. I think Mitch Kupchak is a terrible general manager. When was Mick, Mitch the GM for the Lakers? Was he around for championships? Was it the, the two Kobe championships? Yeah, he was the Jerry GM was with gone. Phil as the coach. Yeah, Because I know the first three, Jerry was there, right? He was there for all three. Yeah, was he the general man? Oh, he was the general manager for the Shaq titles. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think Kupchak was the general manager for the Shaqless Kobe titles. He did build those teams. Did he? Yeah. I mean, he I got mean, the super assist from Jerry West. Well, I was going to say, you could argue Jerry did. But he got By making the Powell trade, they did the Bynum thing, and I know the – I don't think the nice. – Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think the Bynum thing is the way people remember it. Right. Like, dude, there was about was two or good. three years where he was – He was He was, he good. was a problem. Yeah. And then, but he got – um, you got Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom was a sixth man of the year. He He got him in the Shaq trade. He made that deal? I believe so. I have to think so because I don't think Jerry West yeah. would ever trade a check. It's a good call. But, I mean, your point is he hasn't done much of anything since. Since he hasn't had Kobe Bryant. He sure. He, has, he hasn't done much of anything. Well, and I, and, and maybe I should stall him out a, a little bit because there's also – I mean, this, this is just such a terrible Charlotte team. But there's so much Free that Lamello. is – well, we're we're really close to that because there's so much that has gone wrong there, though, with the you know player who we don't talk about, mm-hmm. uh, Lamelo's you know absence uh, this year. Um, I think man, the, that team's a mess. I think the coaching hire it, was bad. Not that Steve the coaching Clifford, hire was terrible. Yeah, not that Steve Clifford's a bad coach, but I mean, well, I, he wasn't a good fit for. for and happened. then probably a question that's not asked enough is, yo, why did Kenny Atkinson just go? Yeah, yeah, cool. Never mind. Mm. That's probably a question that it's probably a subject that should be discussed a little bit. Was it Mitch? Was it Jordan? Or or was, was it, it just was it what? Was it Kenny? Yeah, right, exactly. Kenny might be erratic. Yeah, it, it, it very, very well could have been a, just, I need an untold on Netflix about this. I'm I'm with that. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious. Um I don't. I mean, you you don't see guys leave before their rookie extensions come right. up, but oh, that Charlotte team is just miserable. Yeah, they are absolutely miserable. Now here's the, the and they have to figure out that si- the Bridges situation. They have to figure it out. I'm not saying they have I to know, play him. I'm saying they have to figure it out. Yeah. It's just sitting there. Yeah. They need to figure it out. The NBA needs to figure it out. They need to do whatever they're going to do because it is hovering over their franchise yeah. right now. Yeah. And it's a situation where because he's not signed, he can't get suspended yet, right? I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess that adds up. Yeah. I, I guess so, you can't be suspended from games you're not playing. Yeah. Then, although, but although you could you also could, do like if you're. I don't know. You could do. Because I mean, was, Adam. When was Tyree uh, Evans suspended? Was he actively on the Pacers or was he a free agent? I can't remember. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I don't. I. I don't remember. I think he was a free agent. Right. To be fair, I, th- I. I. I get. So I get your point. Yeah. Um. 
I don't know. It, that that it, but you're right. That something needs to happen there. Something you either you could also the need to walk, say we're walking away. The NBA maybe needs to stall them out and say, hey, this guy's suspended for a or, year or something. I don't know. I, you know, Adam could also do look time served. Mm. You're suspended the rest of the season, mm-hmm. but time served. You're not suspended from now until game 40 right, right, right. of next year. Right. You, you're, you're missing this season, obviously. You, you, you haven't played this year. We'll count that as time served. You're suspended the rest of the season. And if you can get a job next year, you can get a job. Mm-hmm. And that's got to be – I mean, I would think teams have called the league about that mm-hmm. and asked, hey, what's the status of this? Mm-hmm. Like, if we inquire about this individual, could he be suspended? Like, could – could he play this year? Yeah. Is this an acquisition we're making for for next year? Um, will your PR people help us navigate this? Because I would think <laughs> the NFL. Help me, please. I would think the NFL. I would think the NBA would want that. Like yeah. if 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 someone signs him, and I, that feels like a big if, the NBA would help that team navigate mm-hmm. how to deal with this. Yeah, because that's an NBA issue. You're going to have to deal with it. Uh, and I, and I, and it's like, not going to be pretty. That's a, that's an NBA issue. You yeah. Know, NBA. This isn't the UFC where you can just go around slapping people on video and get away with it Bruh. and have all the announcers talk uh, fondly about you and your fighters who you don't pay anything, but they're dumb enough to go on podcasts and radio shows and have your back. <laughs> Jesse did the math, by the way. The uh, We were talking about the, the revenue split in major sports, how they're – in the vicinity of like forty eight and a half percent to fifty percent, depending on the league. Mm-hmm. In the UFC, it's twenty. Come on, man. The amount of revenue that comes in for the UFC, twenty percent of it goes to the fighters. I just, I just never, I'll never understand. I'll never understand. And it gets to the point where, you know, it's easy to be, understand. Those fighters who have his back don't say anything. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it gets to the point where, if you don't care, how am I supposed to care? Like as as the fighters, if you guys don't want to unionize or you know do something here, all right, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to sit up here and and cry about the fact that you don't make no money because clearly you don't care. Yeah, it's your fault. You keep on going out there and doing yep. it. But yeah, by all means, go fight for that ten thousand dollar fight of the night bonus. Go for it, guys. Jeez, ladies, do your thing. Jeez, absurd. I hate the UFC. I think I do too. I, I I'm actually having a debate in my head right now about who I dislike more. And and I always thought Aaron Rodgers was the sports figure I dislike the most. And it's not. It's Dana White. Oh, Dana White's the Dana, Dana White is the worst. A, a, a Aaron Rodgers could be my BFF when it comes to Dana White. Facts. That's how much I dislike that. Dude. Dana White is the absolute worst. And Dana. I haven't known him since I was 22. But... <laughs> but... <laughs> Do we talk about yesterday's episode of First Take... A little bit. Oh Lord, you okay. you mentioned it, but I I ain't gonna do you. I mean, there's oh, rumors no, no, no. out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, we did talk. There's about rumors that. out there. We did talk about that. Lord, about that. I looked up at the TV. I was like, oh, I know that. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Man, I could, I could, I can't believe that, man. I, I I'll send you a screenshot. One of my guys took it. Was, <laughs> it, it it's <laughs> funny. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a good. Let me see if I can find it here real quick. It's oh, a good. It was on an IG story. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find it. it. I'll put it on the screen. It is. It, it's <laughs> it's it's phenomenal. It, it was just incredible. Oh man. Well. Okay. Here it is. Hang oh, on. Oh no. Look at. Come on, man. Tell me. Tell me. Look at look at that right there. Oh, you can't. It's 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 a little too blurry. Here, you just just take the phone and look at it. 
Come on, man. He handed her that cowboy hat right there. <laughs> he handed her that. That's good morning. That is strong Good Morning America vibes right there. That is strong Good Morning America vibes. Damn. No, man, I can't believe it, man. I can't believe it. Ah. I think everyone's watching Charlotte. I think yeah, everyone's they got, curious. They got some pieces. Yeah, and they're they're terrible. It's like, yeah. where are you guys going? You need to you need to build something for the future. You need to you need to get talent around mm-hmm. Lamelo. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had they have, but that's exactly what they have. They have like pieces. They have like pieces for playoff teams, mm-hmm. which obviously you hope that the Sacramento Kings are. Um, but I I I mean I I, I just imagine. <laughs> There's going to be a bidding war for Mason Plumley, <laughs> a good old Kenny Caraway bidding war. And see that. So the funny thing is, that's what I was talking about with James yesterday. And in theory, yeah, the the Kings have pieces to trade. But what I was talking about was, like, for a really good offer, I think they only got one one move to make. You know, like you you only got one. You don't have two. Like James was trying to say. They could make two. Oh, the Kings. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, got you. Like they, I could see them getting outbid for all their well, little second round I, I, Alex I, Lynn I, trade packages. I, I think they. So I, I think they they could make two moves, uh, because I think you can get Cam Reddish. No, <laughs> two no. second round. Well, right. Exa- <laughs> well, exactly. That's that's what I mean. Because I in I think in the in the way James was talking. James will listen to conversations about trading Keegan Murray. Mm-hmm. And I think that opens up your trade possibilities mm-hmm. when you're when you're willing to have that discussion. And whether should the Kings are willing to have that discussion is an entirely different Should the story. Kings be willing to have that discussion? Sure. I think so it, it just I mean you're willing to have the discussion. Right. But your 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 price I'm willing to Kings, talk to you about like, driving downtown and 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 having lunch at 4:30. Oh my gosh. I'm going to tell you no, but I'm willing to have the discussion with you. Yeah, we talked. We, exactly. <laughs> we talked about driving 45 minutes in the pouring rain to go grab a steak at Echo and Rick, <laughs> but we didn't do it. I'm willing to have the discussion with you. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm going to do it. Yeah. The Kings should be willing to have the discussion. I think There's two players on the Kings you don't discuss. That's it. And and I agree. And and here's the here's the deal where like, you know, the 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 chatty house of the NBA comes into play, right? <laughs> Because Twitter, <laughs> like you can, yeah, you can have a discussion about virtually anybody. Mm-hmm. What's what is in that discussion is something that you know rarely gets divulged, right? But all you see on Twitter and on NBA Twitter, it's oh, the they had talks about trading De'Aaron Fox or something right. like that. Well, what does that mean? And it and to put that out there without knowing what that means. It does so much damage. That's what I don't like right. about that, right? You know, because you, without being uh, going into detail and with being so vague with that type of wording, it could do so much more harm than than good. It can't do any good, really. That's right. And I agree. that's what I hate about like that. So they could come out and say, you know, the Kings were in talks with Utah, you know, in a potential. Keegan Murray, Laurie Marketing. But the Kings could have been the ones, nah, we're not giving up Keegan. Stop. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I've never been in these positions before. I, I don't know how you handle that if you're Monty McNair. You pull Keegan aside, like, look, yeah, Toronto called. Mm-hmm. 
Toronto shop and OG Ananobi. They asked about you. They asked about uh, our our three for we, we told them no. Those reports are out there. It's fine. But yeah, those those conversations were had. We told we told them no. If you have any questions about any of these rumors out there, you can come talk to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the way to go about it. I think that's the way to go about it with Keegan. And I also don't knows. think that you have to get a call from Monty McNair if you're Keegan Murray and say, hey. We're having discussions about you in a trade because that seems to be something that hurt a different individual's feelings mm-hmm. is that he didn't get a call until after the trade was done. Well, imagine the damage if you call someone before a trade is done and the trade doesn't go through. Right. That's right. problematic in and of itself. Right. There's a certain way that you have to handle this. It sucks. Like, I would hate being in a business where you could just be traded somewhere. But that's. The NBA, but, but they can trade. They can trade us to WFAN if they want to, if they're willing to pay us millions of dollars, <laughs> right. like they do NBA players. We do the two AM to six AM shift. Yeah, we'll go on right after Trista. <laughs> but but here's the other thing about that, guys. Like people say that all the time, and people were talking about that. I think last year they were like, "Casey, how would you feel? Like you got to put yourself in in Halliburton shoes. How would you feel if you were traded from ESPN thirteen twenty and da da da." Well, I would feel like crap because that's completely unprecedented. <laughs> okay. Like I would it's be literally stunned. never happened in our industry right. before. In the NBA it happens multiple times every year. I, when I decided I'm going to be in the NBA, I know this is a possibility. So, being blindsided even if, if you're Tyrese Halliburton, if you're Keegan Murray, if you're Davion Mitchell, whatever, this is a possibility. It can happen. There's always a part of you that needs to be mentally and emotionally prepared for the worst-case scenario in this particular case. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 